0: Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast, The EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. Hosts Dr. Joe Salustio, Elizabeth Leiba, and producer Elvin Freitas bring you the brightest and most influential minds in higher education today. We explore innovations, ideas, and issues in higher education and beyond, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. Now let's get to it. It's no secret that there are considerable challenges facing higher education right now. The teaching and learning methods of the past are becoming obsolete and time-worn processes have all but lost their effectiveness. No longer will the take no action or move forward with incremental change mindsets sustain operations. Colleges are closing their doors at an alarming rate and some are teetering on the edge of existence. It's time to join the Alliance. The Alliance for Innovation and Transformation better known as AFIT. Check them out at afithighered.com. That's A-F-I-T highered.com. If you want to be at the forefront of technology and innovation in education, it's time to look at AFIT. Welcome back, everybody. This is the EdUp Experience podcast where we make education your business, interviewing the brightest and most influential minds, In higher education today. This is Dr. Joe Salustio. My co-host, Elizabeth Leiba, is not here, which means I get to take all the glory from her um, when when she's not here, which I enjoy. Uh, When she does come, she does take some of my glory. That's that's a little less fun for me. Uh, But I I do have an amazing guest with me who I want to bring in in just a second. You're you're hearing him laugh, and that's a good teaser, but I don't want to introduce him quite yet. I do want to say for our audience that this episode is brought to you by uh, the Alliance for Innovation and Transformation right now, literally right now, as I sit here recording this, AFIT, and you can visit them at afithighered.com, is having a summer session discussing leadership, innovation, and transformation in higher education. I, I urge you to check out the work that AFIT is doing and their member institutions, which I have one incredible one uh, with me right now. I'm so stoked. This gentleman doesn't know, but we've been, we've been like stalking him to try to get him on the podcast. And finally, we had to go through other channels to get him. So one way or another, we will find you here at the Edip Experience <laughs> Podcast. His name is Dr. Robert Vela, and he is the president of San Antonio College, which is the flagship institution for the Alamo College District. Robert, how are you?
1: I'm well, Joe. Thank you so much for that wonderful uh, introduction. I'm so excited to be here. And and, and furthermore, I'm so excited that you just uh, rocked my last name. I just so appreciate you for doing that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I what what <laughs> uh, I laughed because one of the worst mistakes I ever made as a podcaster when I started, when we started this gig here at the Head of Experiences, I yes. would. I would say, so Robert, how do you say your last name? Is it is it, you know, Vala? And the person would go, No, that's not how you say it. And so so now I say, Robert, would you say your last name for me? You know, so I don't have to embarrass myself.
1: Thank you for that. I, I so appreciate the invitation and and I, I always take the opportunity to when we can talk about higher ed specifically community colleges I'm always open uh, for that dialogue cuz it's such a as as you mentioned such a passion for me as well so thank you for the invitation Joe
0: Well I'm gonna th- you're welcome and thanks for coming and I'm gonna kind of hit you with the whip right out of the gate and yeah. ask you ask you a, a, a st- I think it's a really important and foundational question when it comes to community colleges and I want to do a little bit of a setup here Yes We we at the EdUp experience have interviewed maybe 25 different community college presidents so far. It's one of my personal favorite. If you go to our website and you look at our categories, we have private college presidents and we have enrollment and marketing people. We have community college presidents. It's my favorite because the diversity is incredible. The ideation that comes out of the community college leadership that's so diverse is incredible. It's just... I don't know. I just, it's the grittiness of the hard work that yeah. exists in higher ed. I feel like is is really, really happening at community college level. Yes. So I think, and this is me talking here, my opinions are my own, that mm-hmm. we are seeing a real highlight, resurgence, reformation of the community college and its value to America and to students. Amidst a continuous enrollment decline. So it's kind of, there's this cognitive dissonance happening where there's still enrollment decline across community colleges, but at the same time, their value for the future is being much more defined. And it feels to me like eventually those two things are going to converge to the benefit of the institution and the student. And I want to, that's where I want to start and kind of get your feelings on those two things happening simultaneously.
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great kind of uh, that's kind of our, our 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 reality right now, Joe. Uh, obviously, I think what what has happened. At least I can speak here at San Antonio College in the Alamo Colleges uh, District. We have taken a position to really uh, own our community and own our backyard. And what I mean by that is I've I've had these very uh, candid, uh, courageous conversations with my university. Uh, colleagues, uh, presidents, to say, look, we're not in competition with you. We simply want to prepare um, our students to be successful because they ultimately want to graduate from your institution. Uh, Likewise, we're having the same kind of dialogue with our workforce and industry partners is to say, what is it specifically that you need to ensure that when someone graduates from San Antonio College, you're getting the value that you need within your um, industry or your business. Now, Obviously, there's a lot of work that we need to do to be more relevant and reactive to a lot of of what the employers want, Joe. And specifically, my question is uh, that I often ask my own team is what does a letter grade mean in this, uh, you know, in all these courses that our students are taking? Uh, We need to really focus in on marketable skills and speak the same language that our employers are needing so that our, our students can become Uh, valuable and attractive to to our our business and industry partners so it's a it's it's we're really having to redefine kind of how we uh, interpret learning understand learning and help our students articulate their true value to the community
0: well said the letter grade is a big you know we're always higher ed's always time bound and you know, earn it, and you know you you learn it, and get a grade, and right. instead of necessarily uh, getting out there and showing the practicality of your skill set. So that's a big question and area of opportunity for higher education. So I appreciate that. Yes. I do want to recognize you and the incredible year that San Antonio College is having, um, to say the least. Here. And want you. I know that it's it's always more about the people around you than it is yourself. I want yes. to give you the the shine the light here on your incredible staff and faculty. Um, talk about your accomplishments of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence, and then a, a, a really huge donation from Mackenzie Scott uh, yes. to to support your great work. Talk about this year and what it means for your university.
1: Yeah, I tell you, Joe, this has been a record, a record year for San Antonio College. And we've been in existence for 95 years now in our community. And I just want to publicly thank our our faculty, staff, and and, and administration, our students, our community. This was a collective win. There was no way that we could have done this uh, uh, without everyone's efforts. And I can tell you, seven years ago, here in AFIT, we're talking about the journey, right? Seven years ago when I took over as president. We had some of the worst metrics in the entire state. Uh, and, and, and part of it was when I would ask folks about kind of where we were in comparison to the rest of the state, I think we had a very deficit mindset in, in, in our, our response to that. I think our response was, well, we're large, we're urban. We serve, we serve some of the most impoverished zip codes in the community, if not the country, it's hard. Um, I think it was important for us to begin to change the culture of that deficit mindset uh, before we started to really hone in on our strategy to achieve excellence. And what I mean by that is that co- it's important to change the culture before you start to, to strategically move in the direction uh, to point towards that North star for us with student success. So we began to really focus in on this asset based mindset uh, and, and, and really just simply speaking, it's uh, owning our backyard and understanding that every member of our community has a very special talent, a very special gift that they really don't even know they have. And it's our job to, to, to realize that for them. And I think when we started to really take that on one by one, we started to really change the culture. And then we had a very, very aggressive strategic plan to ensure that every student was able to achieve a credential when they came to SAC. I think that journey over seven years, uh, we were affirmed in a big way through the Aspen Institute in naming us the best community college uh, in the country. Now, Joe, we weren't pursuing that award, right? We were pursuing excellence for our community. Uh, Our community is highly minoritized, uh, uh, low socioeconomic, a status. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, we serve a lot of inner city schools. Uh, that's not an excuse. Uh, what we, the journey that we were on was that every student deserves excellence. When they come to San Antonio College, they're going to receive excellence because we believe that if a student receives excellence, uh, experiences excellence, they will begin to want it and demand it for themselves, their families, and their community. So it was important for us to have this overarching mindset that's asset-based, uh, which I think at the end of the day, we were able to be affirmed by the Aspen Institute in such a big way that this community truly deserves. And as you mentioned, shortly thereafter, the big announcement came that McKenzie Scott donated another $15 million, which is the biggest gift we've ever received to help us on our mission. Now, Joe, I, can you imagine the call that says dr avella we believe in your leadership we believe in your mission here's 15 million dollars unrestricted do with it as you will to ensure that you continue the mission that you're doing at sac i've never it's a dream it's a dream yeah it's a and i often said pinch me i'm dreaming because this is just you as a leader you think about hey will we ever you know you think about as a kid growing up first generation humble beginnings I wish I had a rich uncle that one day would say, hey, here's $15 million. Do what you, what you will with it. We, we actually had that happen at SAC and say, here's $15 million from an angel that's walking on earth, Mackenzie Scott, and said, we believe in you. We believe in your mission. We believe in your college. Do with it as you will so to, to ensure that we improve and continue to improve the lives uh, of, our, of our backyard and specifically folks in our community here in San Antonio.
0: You know that it is a dream scenario because you, it's like you, you get rewarded for the excellence yes, and then to have someone come in and say, now take it to the next level. There you go. And here, you know, because innovation and transformation in higher ed can be done without money. Right. It might be harder and it might be slower. Right. But with money, um, it certainly can happen faster And it can happen in a larger way. And maybe with more impact, and so it is this dream scenario, right? All these things converge for you. It also right. affirms your your commitment. You know, you. I do want to just step back because you talk about the deficit to asset based mindset transformation. And yes. when we talk about transformation, this is a really interesting phenomenon because the deficit mindset. It, it's not when you think deficit, you think money and right. you think it's it's all about money i don't have enough money we can't do it but a deficit based mindset also includes it is a oh almost like a victim mentality like yes. well this is just kind of where we are that's this right. is just kind of the institution the resources that we have and we're never going to be able to do anything better than this that's right when you start to transition to to recognizing the talents the resources and assets that you have available to you that you refuse to recognize in yourself or in others because of that victim mentality it really does create the moment that you need to create cultural change. That's how right. Do you, how do you bring that about? How do you make this really, really hard transition at San Antonio College?
1: Well that's a great question and I think obviously when I took over as president, you know we've had a team here in place. Uh, let me just give you an example. we We have at least four professors uh, at San Antonio College that have been here over 50 years, Joe. So, it's not like, well, you just kind of walked in and, and built your team and, yeah. and, and you built your dream team and now you're ready to go. That's not the way these uh, things happen. So, it's, 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 it's a one by one, it's a co- courageous conversation with each of your uh, colleagues uh, to understand the why. And sometimes the why needs to be explained 10, 15, 20 times for us to have that dialogue about why it's so important to understand kind of what is our role in our community. Um, and, 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 and what is our place, right? Um, we are now, at, uh, San Antonio College is one of five uh, you know, uh, uh, colleges within, within our city serving over 67,000 students. So before that though, Joe, we were the only show in town. We were the only community college. Think about 1925, the only community college here in, in the community. So we had been kind of everything to everyone for so long. And as we now have more resources as a community college district, we needed to really own our backyard, and owning our backyard and understanding our backyard was 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 scary. It was it was daunting. It was like, how are we going to move the needle with some of the most marginalized uh, community members in our in our city? And and so I think it's having those courageous conversations, being able to talk to those things, being able to demonstrate that we do have a game plan, if we can just stick by. Quality. If we can just stick by ensuring that expectations and standards are high, but is getting students one by one to meet those expectations, not lowering the bar, is raising the bar, but raising the students where they are to meet that bar. And I think, and and the difficult part of winning the Aspen Prize is not just the metrics like graduation rates and retention rates they actually assess how students do beyond graduation. Once they're in the workforce, once they transfer to a senior university, do they actually graduate from that university? They, they look beyond you as a college. So for us, we knew- Which of course is hard to control.
0: Very hard, hard, hard to control, control
1: very hard to control Joe. But I'm thinking what an affirmation to know that we never compromised quality, why? Because we have been told by our own partners, university partners that our our students traditionally and this is just based on the data uh, outperform their own native students. so that is a is an affirmation that we are never compromising the quality that you're getting here, an affordable quality uh, to be able to prepare p- prepare you and propel you uh, to 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 achieve your career goals
0: now like a like a uh private university, Robert. I'm sure you're thinking about taking that $15 million and, and creating a lazy river around San Antonio <laughs> College. Right? Yeah. Yes. What, what, yes. What, if I'm wrong, what might you think about doing with, with that money and serving students with with wraparound services that you either need to evolve or or create? And the That's, reason I asked that yes. and let me let me let me ask that in a different way. Yes. One of the I think one of the challenges for a community colleges right now, really any college, especially as you consider the disappearing student as a result of COVID, right? Somebody that yes. just had to go to work to serve their family and put food yes. on the table or, or whatever health reasons. Getting those students back and getting them back to have broadband internet access, to have mental health services, that's not necessarily what I would call innovation and transformation. I, I call those like dire need services. Yes. At the same time, right. you have to continue to transform and evolve your, your college to the next iteration of, of what it needs to be. That's, right. That's a really delicate balance. That's right. You do have resources now, but how do you engage both of those things simultaneously? Let's get the students back that, that uh, COVID affected. At the same time, we need to take big steps in technology and services to serve students going
1: forward. Great question, Joe. And let me preface that by saying we're a large uh, urban, been here a long time kind of college. We have gifts that I call, that we say, we have gifts or donations that keep taking. <laughs> so this is a gift. We wanted to be sure that this was a gift that, kept, uh, that keeps giving. So again, uh, I was able to really secure financial advisors through our Alamo Foundation to really guide me through this process. Because think about it, Joe, we've never received a gift this big, right? So I wanted to be sure that I had all the experts around me uh, to be sure. And and really what we did is uh, what I've decided to do in consultation with our chancellor and our board of trustees is to make this an endowment, right? This is the gift that we'll keep giving. This is the gift in perpetuity of continue to give way beyond me, way beyond anybody else that sits in these positions, right? So, so really think about the gift that's going to continue to give and those specific areas that we're going to focus on as it continues to give back to uh, SAC are things like Alamo Promise, right? Like kind of free tuition for some of our most my, uh, marginalized students. Uh, things like our advocacy center for those wraparound services from f- housing and food insecurity and mental health and those kinds of things. Our veteran population. Think about our non-traditional non-traditional students all that we're doing because you're right i could have been, i could have basically just spent the money but once you spent the money on things that you really are trying to help it's gone once it's gone it's gone we needed to ensure that there was always a, a, a way by which we could continue to serve our beautiful community in perpetuity so it was important that i identify those areas of some of the most marginalized some of the most at-risk students that we had to ensure they always had the resources uh, to ensure their success here. Because at the end of the day, those are the students that we lose, Joe, as you know. Uh, it, you know, it, uh, I, I so admire our students that, that take a, think about a first-generation student growing up in poverty, that has the courage to walk through our front door. We get them enrolled, we get them ready to go, and then they have to drop out because of things that that quite frankly are sometimes beyond their control yeah a little you know, fender we, bender a fender bender a yeah. blowout and they can't afford a tire they now they don't know how to air get air conditioning it goes air out. conditioning mm-hmm. all these things that that when you talk about basic human needs right you think of maslow's hierarchy of needs if those basic needs are not met uh, they, will not, they will not matriculate, right? And we can very easily as a college just say, well, you know, there are resources in our community. Why don't you go to this resource and go to that resource? We took a very intentional uh, position that the resources were going to be here. This is your community. This is your new family. And we are going to make it happen for you right here at this college. You don't have to go anywhere. Now, we have great partnerships with great community nonprofits but we don't wanna refer students out anymore. We wanna take them into our community right here at SAC and be sure that they have the resources they need to graduate and ultimately achieve their academic career and personal goals. And I'm telling you, Joe, it's, it's, I, I call it uh, the power of one. You, you get one student who, who through the finish line and, and with a level of excellence that we're providing It's contagious. They're gonna want it for their families. They're gonna want it for generations to come. It truly transforms a community.
0: The Alliance for Innovation and Transformation is an alliance of pacesetters, forward-thinking higher education CEOs committed to leading by example to show other higher education institutions how to innovate and transform their organizations in the face of unprecedented challenge and change. They offer learning, development, and networking opportunities focused on customer-driven value, innovation, transformation skills, and techniques, and approaches to help colleges and other organizations achieve the long-term sustainability necessary for their survival. AFITHigherEd.com is where you can check them out. AFITHigherEd.com. You know, a lot of people. It's 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 really interesting. And and by the way, as I say, as a private college, there's so many private colleges that are also committed to to students. And you, you look at those big yes. flagships that are able to put in, you know, lazy rivers and buy new dorms and all this. Right. And you just wonder where's right. that money really going to? But so I, I I take back my little jab at the private colleges because <laughs> there's so many great college uh, private college <laughs> leaders. Uh, but I, let let me say this: that that uh, to your point, and and so many, I think leaders think that all of us as administrators know exactly to, what to do with 15 million dollars like if you're right. given 15 million oh yeah i'm a higher education leader i know exactly what to do with this 15 million i i you know at my university it was a it was it's a startup university and so our donor he he, he was a, a single donor and he, uh-huh. he passed but he gave 20 million dollars before he he passed and wow. and i'm sitting there looking at this going What do I do with this? Right? How how do I like? Do I put it in a bank account? Like in a personal bank account? (laughs) what investments am I putting it in? Who am I going to call? That's that's a um, it's a lesser known part of being in the business of higher ed is that you know putting this into investments. Yes. Those investments turning around a five percent. Uh, that's a, it? a dividend that gives you a, uh, on 15 million. It's about $750,000 a year at 5% that's, annually. That's right. that's right. And it will keep giving you this resource every yes. year. Yes. Uh, for yes. The next hundred, hopefully. Yes. hopefully. Um, and, and that's, and, and now you can make little incremental changes. That's right. And if you need to, your board decides and you as a leader decide, you could take out a million to invest in something that's transformational. Uh, which can be huge sure. to have that ability to, to to go to that next level. So I think that explanation, and when you talk about this, that, that vulnerability us as leaders we have, it's like, okay, what what am I doing with this right. now? Is it, it, there, there's no assumptions to be made that all of a sudden we know exactly what to do with 20 million, $15 million is you have to, to really plan for long-term once you have the ability and the resources to do so. So, That's right. I love that. I yes. love that uh, moment for you. Yes. So, talk to me about Afit. What do you hope to learn? What are you here for? I mean, you you must. People are going to be looking at you. You must know this. Going, how the heck do I get the Aspen Award for Excellence? How the heck do I get fifteen million dollars from Mackenzie Scott, Robert? So, right. what are you hoping to learn?
1: So, let me. I've I've already learned something from just the morning sessions, Joe. Um, and one of the fears he, here's a thing for me as as a true educator, right? You never, you never settle uh, because there are so many equity and performance gaps that you know behind the scenes need to be addressed, even though you're celebrating such uh, amazing affirmations from amazing colleagues. But uh, one of the things that that's keep, keeps me up at night, okay, we've been affirmed in a big way. Mackenzie Scott believes in us with that beautiful gift. I mean, the, I mean we have experienced such amazing joy and success over the last few months. But just instinctively, I go into this this kind of worrisome kind of feel about okay, how how are we going to what's next, right? What what yes. how, how do we take that even further, and how do we continue to stay at the level that we that we are now being affirmed, right? And for me, I loved uh, the session, uh, you know, this morning uh, around um, you know, success can often prohibit. Uh, and will often prohibit uh, innovation, right? Or, yeah. or, 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 you know, and for me, that really- It creates resonates. complacency. It does, it, complacency. it really does. Cause you kind of want to ride the wave out and we can ride the wave out Joe for two years cause they won't pick another winner for two years. And we can just say, just ride the wave out. No, 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 right. Riding the wave out means that students are being left behind, right? Yeah. It, 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 when you know what's behind the production you know that there are gaps and you know that students are struggling. So great win for SAC, but horrible for the student that's in tears because they can't come to college right now because of the pandemic or because of whatever they're experiencing. That's the, those are the things that keeps an educator up at night, right? That's the pit, that's that nervousness pit in your stomach that says, we've got to do more. We got to do more. This is great. But for me, this is also a wake-up call, and I and I have a lot of my leadership team here at AFIT. AFIT allows me and my leadership uh, to be able to be among colleagues and professionals that that really understand kind of what we're going through, but also help us look in things around centered around excellence and don't get complacent and understand what change and transitions mean and, and these kinds of things so that we don't stay uh, complacent. So for me, it's a... It's a it's a refreshing wake up call about potential next steps for us and what that means as we really laser in and focus in on innovation. So this success is great. Uh, And it's I'm going to take the same advice, Joe, that I tell my students. Right. And when I tell my students is, look, when you guys graduate, you walk the stage and you grab that diploma. And you and you and you raise it up in the air and you look at your family and your friends and say I did it I want you to celebrate for about a couple of days responsibly is what I say two days mm-hmm. and then think about what's next for me and then go for it right yep. that's the same kind of feeling I'm having right now and, and and our leadership team is this is great but while we're celebrating let's go after what whatever that next uh, journey is for sac right in our community
0: so I've got three final questions for you because I know I'm on a, a little bit of a time squeeze with you here. First one is, and remember, we're this is being recorded, so everybody's going to hear this. This time with you's been too short, so I'd love to have a commitment from you to come back on the EdUp experience again to talk more about San Antonio College and the work that you're doing. So. I would love to. All right, great. So if you, I, said, you got if it. You've got, you got my said, commitment. No, you, I was going to yeah. cut out. <laughs> no, no. going to cut, cut out
1: the audio bit and you, put it all you, over social media. You've got my commitment, Joe.
0: All right, sounds good. Yeah. So two final questions we ask everybody. A, a number one, what did we miss about San Antonio College that you would want to say right now? Anything important? Anything coming up? There's going to be hundreds of people that listen to this episode. We have a we're, we're approaching our seventy thousandth download of the other experience, so we have a pretty pretty wide ranging uh, set of ears out there. And so anything that we missed, anything you want to say? And number two, number two, what do you think the future of higher education is going to look like?
1: Boy, those are, those aren't gimmies,
0: uh, <laughs> but I, I
1: can tell you, Joe, for, for, for SAC, for San Antonio College, I knew there was something special. And at San Antonio College, I knew there was a place, uh, there was a reason why we were doing what we were doing. I call, we call it often the special sauce or, or the it factor, right? What is that? And I can honestly say the it factor or the special sauce for San Antonio College was that each one of our uh, colleagues working and, and grounded on our, on our mission truly has an educator heart. What, what, what I mean by that is that everything that we do centered around student success Is intentional, it's relational, and transformational. In other words, any opportunity that we have uh, to come across and work with and dialogue with students or our community needs to have a purpose, and it should never be transactional in nature, regardless of your job, regardless of your title. I tell my, 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 my entire team, because they often say, Joe, I can't imagine your schedule. I said, it's no, it's no busier than your schedule. I said, strip our titles away. Doesn't matter what our titles. At the core, if we're all truly, uh, truly have that educator heart, we're emptying the tank every single day at, at what we do to fulfill our mission. I love that. That's special, Joe. That's special when you can say that your entire college is centered around emptying the tank for everything that we do for our students and our community. That's, that's, that to me is, is, is the secret sauce. It's the it factor. It's the grind. As you mentioned earlier, it is chipping at the stone. The stone is big problems are, are, are intense, but you keep chipping at the stone as, as coach Popovich says, uh, the head coach of our San Antonio beloved San Antonio Spurs, right? You keep chipping at the stone. Um, I think. And if you uh, can do that, and if you can do that, your students
0: feel it. They feel and it. Them feeling it they creates feel it. brand, and it creates value proposition. That's right. Part of an educational value proposition, as you know, Robert, as well as I do, is that the students have to believe that people are in it for them, that the people they intersect with are are really there for their best interests and not to take advantage of them, and that's that's critical. I love that you that you and, pointed that out.
1: And I think it's important, Joe, that we contextualize it. And, and the and and I think when when we're having the ten different discussions with folks around the mission in our, in our culture. I often, I often use this example. I re, I have three beautiful daughters and I remember uh, some of them, you know, one is 25. I've got a 20 year old and I've got a 12, uh, a 12 year old, but I remember vividly going to those open house uh, in, in elementary in those very formative years. I remember every one of my daughters, the moment we would walk into that first grade class, second grade class, I, As soon as we walked in and we made eye contact or or begin to talk with our teacher, I would look down at my daughter and I could tell intuitively through her eyes what kind of year she was going to have as a father. Why? Because I knew that whatever that teacher was giving her uh, was either going to be very, very uh, special and very, very uh, student centric or we were going to have a rough year, you know, I, I mean, so, but think about when our students first generation, it's just like walking into, you know, grade school for the first time. If they feel that from you and they know that you've got their best interest in mind, they're 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 said, I'm, I finally found my home. I found a place that I can say that this is, this is special for me. So that's, that's important that we never lose sight that regardless of our titles, our positions, If you truly are an educator, then you have an educator heart and you want to help our students be successful. Mm. I think um, the future of education is going to have to be, we're going to have to get away from these very structured parts of term, 16 weeks, Mm -hmm. eight weeks. These this system is so yeah, antiquated. We're going to need on ramps, off ramps. We're going to need short-term credentialing, micro-credentialing. We're going to need we're, we're, we're going to need badging. We're going to have to articulate what uh, what what student learning outcomes uh, are and, 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 and the value they bring to employers, right? That has to change. That's so antiquated. And I talked about this college transcript that is completely meaningless to an employer. Until we stop talking about grades, which are meaningless, and we start talking about true student learning outcomes and what that means and how that can bring about some value to you as an employer, we are missing the boat uh, to ensure that our students can, can articulate the value and, and articulate the learning and demonstrate the learning that has happened in their experience right here at San Antonio College. So that, that has to change. We have to, we, these are all very old, very antiquated ways of, 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 of delivering or authenticating a learning Uh, that employers are basically, in my opinion, just fed up with it.
0: Mm -hmm. And they say it. And they're saying it. Not only are employers saying it, but we're seeing certain sectors of industry and business question the overall value of education. That's right. In its current degree-based form. That's right. And it causes us to go, okay, wait a second. Are we creating education for us, the university and college, because we're rooted in a tradition? Or are we really creating it for the student that's going to take this education and go do something with it and prove its worth? That's right. And to have people question it, it's an indication of innovation and transformation that, that it needs to take place.
1: That's really, that's, uh, that's absolutely right. And, and the way you do that, the way we are now scaling up is through e-portfolios, is assessing those student learning outcomes, If a student can demonstrate uh, interpersonal communication over three or four or five disciplines, why not badge that and say, you know what? This person's really good at interpersonal communication. Let's be sure we badge that. We authenticate it with the work that they've done in various subjects. So when they go before an employer, they can pull out their e-portfolio and talk about, hey, I've got these four or five different skills that I can demonstrate that I think can bring value to your organization. That, that's what employers want to hear, but we don't empower our students to talk in those terms. They, mm-hmm. they ask you, well, talk to me a little bit about your interpersonal, well, I think, I think I earned a B in speech, is that good enough? Well, what does that mean? I don't think they can interpret that or articulate what that really means.
0: Well, I'll tell you somebody that does deserve an A in interpersonal communication is Dr. Robert Bala. <laughs> and he, 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 is, uh, he, he is the president of San Antonio College, which is the flagship institution of the Alamo College District. He and his institution leadership teams, faculty and staff were awarded the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence this year, a $15 million donation from Mackenzie Scott Student after student coming out, being successful, so much innovation and transformation happening. This episode has been brought to you again by AFIT, the Alliance for Innovation and Transformation. Robert, thank you so much for coming on and spending time with me today. It's been a truly learning experience for me.
1: Thank you, Joe. You made it easy. You made it come. It was a conversation. I appreciate the opportunity to just, just show what's in my heart. I, I don't know any other way. And you made it very easy for me to do that. So thank you, Joe, for this opportunity. Hey, everybody. We
0: hope you enjoyed that episode of the Edip Experience. To learn more about the Edip Experience, please visit our website at www.edipexperience.com and subscribe to our email list. Please share this podcast, head over to Apple, and please give us a rating and review. We appreciate your feedback. And of course, subscribe to the Edup Experience so you're notified when our episodes drop. Here at the Edup Experience, our goal is to make education, your business. Thanks for listening.